I'm Lauren Berry, and this is Odyssey's On Deadline podcast, where we bring you fresh angles on top stories out of our radio newsrooms across the country. Today, On Deadline is looking at a fight between House Republicans that could potentially result in the government shutting down. The looming government shutdown involves Speaker Kevin McCarthy's House spending bill and what one member of the House has described as a, quote, civil war in the GOP. McCarthy is currently down almost a dozen votes he needs to pass a spending bill, thanks to conservatives known as the Freedom Caucus. The hard-right members of the House are demanding cuts deeper than the agreement McCarthy made with President Joe Biden. So far, they're unrelenting. The deadline for an agreement is September 30th. With no agreement, there's no approved spending bill. And with no spending bill, the government would shut down. Life is going to go on. At least that's what Representative Matt Rosendale, a so-called GOP hardliner from Montana, said when he was asked if he was worried about a potential shutdown. But life would certainly be different until an agreement is reached. Although essential federal workers will have to remain on the job, none would be paid, including the military. They would have to work for free. So would air traffic controllers. The FDA would halt food inspections. Meals on Wheels would lose funding, as would the Head Start program that feeds and cares for underprivileged preschoolers. The list goes on and on. There is a proposed stopgap funding bill on the table that pushes the deadline on a deal to next month. That would cut discretionary spending by almost 8%, protect funding for the Department of Veteran Affairs, Defense, and Disaster Relief, and it includes most of the GOP's Secure the Border Act of 2023. But even that faces steep opposition, with representatives preparing to vote no, asking for even more spending cuts, and criticizing McCarthy for not being aggressive enough. Former Florida Republican Congressman David Jolly joined Odyssey to discuss the struggle that McCarthy is facing. It does seem as if that's all we ever hear about, you know, is a possibility of a government shutdown and efforts to avoid a government shutdown and last-ditch efforts. To, I mean, isn't there some way for people in Congress to behave like adults? So, look, a quick baseline on what they're wrestling with. This is the annual budget process to fund the actual functions of government. What we saw, what we saw at the beginning of the summer was whether or not to pay our debts, right? In 230 years, we've accumulated a lot of debt. That yeah. was the brinksmanship at the beginning of the summer. September 30th, Congress must pay to operate the government, to run our national defense, to run our roadways, our education system, our healthcare system. And honestly, that is just like running a business. Are we willing to, to decide where we want to put money? Not only are Republicans and Democrats far apart, but Republicans and Republicans are far, far apart. And so what you see in the House is the inability of House Republicans to actually arrive at their own opinion on what we should fund beginning September 30th. But leaving the House aside, David, even if something made it out of the House, it would have been dead on arrival in the Senate. It's a great point, not just because of Senate Democrats, but because Senate Republicans and House Republicans are actually so far apart. This all goes back to Kevin McCarthy trying to run a House Republican caucus that is really out of, maybe they're out of step, maybe not, but certainly they are out of step with the American people in terms of their priorities. And therefore, there's not the political support for the direction House Republicans want to go. As a result, Kevin McCarthy may cobble together enough Republican votes for an annual budget in the House. 
but it's dead on arrival in the Senate, dead on arrival at the White House. And in many ways, McCarthy is just delaying what will be a significant political loss. And then the question is, can Kevin McCarthy survive that political loss among his own Republican caucus? Maybe, maybe not. This goes back to how he became speaker, whether or not he could keep his caucus together this is kind of a very telling moment for the Republican speaker. Well, what what would you wage the odds are that we'll have a government shutdown with all this talk about right. it? I unfortunately think we're moving to a shutdown. So I have worked on the Appropriations Committee for 20 years. I was an appropriator in Congress. The very sad thing is when they talk about running government like a business, and so we have to make sure we pay our bills. We have to make sure we are looking at our priorities. Well, the reality is the fiscal year starts next Saturday, and what they are debating is actually just a temporary Band-Aid for three or four or five weeks. And as one Tennessee Republican said today, unfortunately, people will probably have to get hurt before Congress decides to pass a budget. This is a self-inflicted wound. Uh, for Republicans and Democrats. As both philosophers and statesmen have taught us, those who forget the past are doomed to repeat it. So let's remember that the longest government shutdown lasted 34 days. That was from late 2018 to early 2019, during former President Donald Trump's administration. That shutdown ended with Trump giving in since he didn't receive the funding that he had demanded for his border wall project. That actually fits with the pattern. Historically, hardliners haven't gotten what they wanted out of shutdowns. KCBS political analyst and San Jose State political science professor emeritus Larry Gersten joined Odyssey to discuss why shutdowns keep happening. Should we assume that people on Capitol Hill actually want to find common ground here? Well, that's a good question, and I, I think there's a complicated answer. Most people want to find common ground, but, but there's a, a minority, perhaps 12, 14 people now in the, uh, in the House, that is, as far as they're concerned, a shutdown is okay. They're committed to reducing the cost of government dramatically, not in terms of 1 or 2 or 3 percent, but dramatically, and they believe the only way they can do that is if there is a government shutdown that is costly to everyone and therefore forces the governments and the Democrats and the rest of the Republicans' hands. They're serious, of course, but we've been through government shutdowns and it actually ends up hurting people. That's right. They do hurt people. But as far as this group is concerned, that's the cost we have to pay. Uh, The hurt will lead to uh, reconstruction, if you will, of a government that will be more in line with the way they think it ought to happen. Now, the problem right now is even getting those votes for that 31-day extension is complicated because let's just say that the House goes ahead and gives in to those folks and slashes the costs by right now uh, probably uh, $170 million, billion dollars, excuse me. Let's say they give in to them. Then it goes to the Senate. This is all for that 31-day continuing resolution. The Senate's going to look at that and say, no, this is not what we agreed to just a few months ago when they talked about how much money should be spent on the budget for the next year. No, we're not going to do this. So at that point, the game is over, at least in the short term. At that point, you're going to run out of time because, of course, we're talking about the 30th. 30th is the last day of the fiscal year. So far, the interesting thing is, is that Speaker McCarthy and the Republicans have been unable to move 11 of the 12 bills to get out of the, of the House. The easiest one, the ones that Republicans are always united on, is defense. And even that has tripped up twice this week. So it's serious right now. It's serious, and it looks like 
we're, we're in for a tough go. Larry, this uh, strategy has been tried before, dating all the way back to Newt Gingrich, and it hasn't exactly worked, so why would it work this time? <laughs> You're right. It has been tried. The last two times were for two days in 2018, 34 days in 2019. During, during the Trump administration. And in both times, the party that goes ahead and initiates the difficulty pays a price at the polls. But you're talking about a group of people here, the Freedom Caucus folks, who are very dedicated, and they feel more of the same is not going to work. And it shows you how in a very closely organized House of Representatives that we have, where Republicans have only four votes right now, more than Democrats, how a few people can just gum up the works altogether and make life pretty miserable. You see, see, by the way, some of that happening on a different level in the U.S. Senate, where Tommy Tuberville Tuberville of, uh, of Alabama, one person, has gummed up the works with respect to all those military folks who are awaiting uh, a new classification. So it's tough. It's tough in a government that is so evenly balanced. Larry, why is it so bad, and how do we get back to bipartisanship? We have a very polarized society right now. I, In all my years, I've never seen things as polarized as they are right now. And it's very hard for these folks to step across the aisle. It's very hard to find common ground. We have folks at the extremes, particularly the Republican Party, to some degree in the Democratic Party, that are all too intent on gumming up the works if they don't like the way the majority of their members go. And at the end of the day, Margie, this is going to sound really old-fashioned, but at the end of the day, the voters have to decide whether they're willing to continue supporting these folks at the extremes, because literally it's holding up everything. And if you can't go ahead and, and pass a budget, especially after the two chambers agreed on the amount just a couple of months ago that they would go ahead and vote for, if you can't do that, you're in some big trouble. And and everybody around, not only in this country, but all the other countries around us, our allies are seeing this. Why is it the United States can't even pass a budget? Why is it they're so dysfunctional? So this is a tough time for us in American society. And, and, and I think we need to really think about how we're going to try to change the composition of these two chambers, the House and the Senate, as time goes on, as we approach an election next year. We have, we have some power here. What people are going to do about it remains to be seen. Inside the Republican Party, many seem upset with the members of the Freedom Caucus who have caused issues and embarrassment for the party before. The Freedom Caucus was behind the stalemate that saw McCarthy suffer round after round of votes to be approved to his current position in the House. In other recent headlines, Freedom Caucus member Lauren Boeber was kicked out of a performance of the Beetlejuice musical for bad behavior. Member Matt Gates was suspended from practicing law in 2021 due to unpaid fees. Prosecutors also spent months investigating allegations that Gates had a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old girl and paid her to travel with him. The Department of Justice decided in February not to pursue charges. One Republican representative who isn't too happy with the current situation is Mike Lawler from New York. He joined Odyssey to discuss the games his colleagues are playing with the American people. Normally when there's a looming government shutdown, it's the two parties bickering. Let's face it, Republicans and Democrats bicker all the time. This is infighting within your own Republican caucus. Does that make it especially frustrating, angry? What does that mean to you? I compare it to Festivus from Seinfeld. It was an airing of the grievances, and 
you know, at the end of the day, you know, people can have their opinions. They can fight for the things that they believe in and want to push for. But we have to find compromise within the conference in order to move legislation through the House that the Speaker can then negotiate with Senator Schumer and President Biden to get a final deal where none of us are going to get everything we want. And I agree with my colleagues about the need to reduce spending. There's no question about that. But we cannot shut the government down at the expense of the American people while we are going through this appropriations process. The September 30th deadline is quickly approaching. We're not going to pass all 12 appropriations bills by that deadline. So we need to pass a continuing resolution to keep the government funded. And one of the things that I've been advocating for, both with my Republican colleagues and with my Democratic colleagues in the problem solvers, is to make sure that we're addressing the migrant crisis and going after the border situation and really making sure that that is part of any continuing resolution. And so, you know, there's real challenges ahead. There's real issues that we need to deal with, and the American people expect us to govern. You know, this looming uh, budget shutdown, the White House doesn't want it because it reflects on Joe Biden. I'm sure Republicans probably don't want it because it would reflect on your party. I mean, who wins in this deal? No one. Uh, I mean, listen, the American people are going to be hurt by it. We already have a very fragile economy. We've been dealing with record inflation, grocery prices, energy prices, interest rates through the roof, a 20-year high for 30-year uh, fixed mortgage interest rate. The only people who are going to get hurt here are the American people. And the only people who are going to benefit are people like Matt Gates who can get their you know, face on TV and raise $5 donations from uh, the very people they're hurting. So we need to govern. We need to show that we can do so responsibly. The vast, vast, vast majority of my colleagues do not want to see a shutdown, including the speaker. And so we're going to do everything we can to pass a continuing resolution. Uh, hopefully it's, you know, with the strong support of the House Republican Conference. But if uh, a few folks are unwilling to do that, then I'll do what I need to to make sure there's a bipartisan continuing resolution to keep the government operational uh, while we negotiate the appropriations bills to cut spending. The impact of a shutdown could include severe damage to the economy, which is already facing inflation and other problems. Still, the possibility of a shutdown also comes just months after the government almost defaulted on its debt. Speaker McCarthy was able to narrowly avoid that after striking a deal with President Biden and Democrats. If he wants to make another last-minute save and protect the image of his party, experts say McCarthy may have to do the same thing this time around. This show is produced by Joe Heady, Christy Strauser, Myron Kaplan, and Bill Smee. I'm Lauren Berry, and I want to say thanks for listening to the On Deadline podcast, Odyssey's deeper look at a top news story just for you. Subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast to stay informed. 